The Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 presents Wake Up in the Den with Kubule Agbayani. Good morning, beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Den. Kule Agbayani. Hope everyone is having a good week so far and definitely, of course, a good Thursday. Mahalo for tuning in, as you all of you beautiful people do a lot of the time. Uh, we got a lot in store for you today, actually, that coming up in just a little bit. Um, yesterday was National Letter of Intent Day for college football and, of course, our Rainbow Warriors. So we'll we'll kind of break down who they recently signed, signing four new guys yesterday, uh, some that we already knew were going to sign, but it became official yesterday. And then also just recap some of the overall signees as they added to this new class. Um, but first, want to play for you. Timmy Chang, head coach Timmy Chang, had a chance to address address the media yesterday and recap his just the new again, the new signing class and everything that's expected, what they were looking for as they were recruiting for this season. But also coming up a little later, we'll recap the crazy, exciting overtime games in OIA boys basketball last night. We were out there at Radford High School. We'll hear from the winning head coaches from Campbell and Farrington High Schools for Division One and Division Two. Both overtimes, it was insane. The atmosphere was crazy and it was a good time. So anyone that tuned into our broadcast, mahalo for last night. Or if you, of course, watched it on TV at Spectrum as our friends at Spectrum Sports as well. So go over that. We'll also hear from head University of Hawaii men's basketball head coach Iran Ganat as they were getting set. They're on the road right now uh, looking to hopefully, you know, bring back a couple of wins on the road. So, again, lots of pack pack show for you today, as I hope you guys are excited. <laughs> um, but first, let's hear from University of Hawaii football head coach Timmy Chang recapping National Letter of Intent and their new signees for this coming class and the new batch of University of Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. You look at the overall list of collectively, you know, there's, you know, there's four wide receivers, there's five offensive linemen. You want to get playmakers. You want to get guys to protect the quarterback. Um, we spent a lot of time in the defensive line and, and defensive tackle position. Um, safety and corner were definitely a priority for us. And so um, the more speed, the more length, the more size we can build into our program and, and develop these guys, uh, it's going to give us a, a better chance to win these, these, these games in the Mount West. And beyond football, when you look at the kind of guys that you brought into the program, is there a common link with the conversations that you've had? Is there a certain kind of personality that, that you guys went after? You know, it's we're, we're a unique culture. We're a unique place. And, and these guys got to want to be here. That's that's the main common goal is, you know, we, we want to go after guys that want to be here, want to be in Hawaii, want to represent this state, want to represent this program, understand my vision and where we want to take this thing. And so um, and you look at the list, they're all guys that's that 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 signed up and said, yeah, you know, I want to I want to play for this state. I want to play for the you know, for for a team that represents this place. And so, um, and you got you got guys from all over, you know, you got guys from different countries, you got guys from all over the states, you know, you got guys from, from that state here from high school, you got guys coming back that lived here from high school. And so uh, it's a unique collective group, but, uh, but definitely the buy-in is the most important part of it. Uh, it seems like you kind of went into recruiting this year with a, a two-year plan. 
because uh, it seems like you have a lot of uh, uh, gray shirts, a lot of de- developmental players. So I was wondering, um, aside from DeMarco, was the spring signing period more um, seeking guys to, to develop and sort of a long-range plan as opposed to immediate help? You know, it's um, it, it's you just kind of look at the lay of the land and, and the rules that were kind of built in and, and, and school for us kind of played a process in it. Again, we start school, we, we're in our fourth week of, of being on campus so far and, and teams are just kind of touching down. This is the first week. And so, um, you know, we start spring ball on Monday and, um, and, and the rules for us kind of apply differently. So, um, you know, we just kind of want to look at, see if we can get the best overall guys into our program. Um, that first signing class, I feel like we got a lot of guys right now ready to play that can go and, and that are, are on our field right now practicing with the guys. Some guys will come have to stay a spring and we'll come back and we'll come back in later and join the team in summer. Um, but but also too you wanna make sure that you're not so um, invested in JUCOs and portals that you're also invested in the, the long term development of your program and, and that's where we are at right now is that um, you know this this school you know you look at you look at the rich tradition tradition of um, and history of of guys having second chances that come here or guys that come here and, and were really under recruited and become one of the best in the conference or best in the country um, and and that's what this program is it is the state and this program allows you to develop your skill set you know be around a, a, a great culture a, a great locker room uh, a great place to live, a great place to be around, and it just kind of lets these guys flourish and become into their own. So, for us, it was kind of twofold. It was really, you know, get guys ready to develop right now, get guys ready to plug and play right now, but also develop as we go along two, three, four, five years from now. Hey, Coach. Um, obviously, today officially signing Domata Peco Jr. What were those conversations like, and what were what was kind of said on uh, on their on their side to you know? being able to bring them here to Hawaii um, obviously deep Polynesian roots but you know not not exactly from the state but what, what were those conversations like you know he was a kid on our radar really early on um, you know he, he just started playing as a freshman um, he knew he knew he had great genes he's a big kid he just I think he checked in over here at 63 long twitchy when you watch his film um, you know, he was going to gray shirt and, and, and I think, uh, you know, circumstances had, had come up with his family that he needed to come in now. And so, you know, we're, we're going to take a talent like that and, 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 and watch him grow, watch him develop. We had the pleasure of having him as well as a lot of other, you know, guys, uh, recruits from Hawaii that uh, we brought in in this last recruiting week. And we just saw them kind of, you know, just just really had a good relationship with the, the, the Hawaii guys as well as. Um, as well as our, as our guys on our team that hosted them this weekend. And so just seeing them and seeing them all together, was a really good-looking class, a lot of long guys, a lot of guys that, you know, uh, that are really going to develop and be, be probably some of the best players in the conference in a couple of years. And um, with spring starting up next week, um, how many of these guys will be available, you know, early enrollees um, that will be a part of the spring roster? Um. With this class, I'm not sure how much we have. I'm not sure what the number of guys. We have a good number of guys already here. Um, but as far as the guys that signed, uh, they're all going to be summer guys that come in or they're going to be guys that come in in January. Like Ezekiel will come in in January. Uh, DeMarc will be here in the summer. Dillion will be here in the summer. And Demata uh, is going to be here in the summer. 
but there's a good group of there's a good number of guys that are already here on campus and uh and participating and they're in their fourth week i mean it's been that fast for us so they're in their fourth week of school and fifth week we're hitting spring ball next week monday so um things are hitting these guys fast but they've been good there you go shang uh kyle actually just asked part of what i was going to ask you but um figured i'd follow up about spring ball and you know your your general plan or philosophy for this spring ball period given that it's it's a little earlier than normal right and um do you have to approach that any differently or um yeah what's your outlook yeah the spring ball will be here shortly um you know i think it timed out pretty good with our early starting schedule um it, it's starting to yeah we have we haven't practiced it but it's starting to you know, it just the looks of it and how we planned this out, you know, it was really a four, these first four weeks of uh, school have been a real grind on our guys. I mean, it was really setting the standard, understanding the culture, understanding the work ethic needed to take and, and really putting it on these guys in the weight room, on the field, um, putting a level of training on their on their mental to make sure that they, they can handle college football and, and, and they responded well. I mean the locker room again just leaving off of where we left off last year and and just just continuously building and understanding what we need to do to win these games. It's it's been everything. And so um, you know the next four weeks uh, five weeks will be our, our spring ball. Excited about that. Excited to see those guys get out there and compete. You know, the the, the key is to really implement the run and shoot, um, continue to, to work on our ground game, continue to work on things on defense and special teams, getting after the quarterback, uh, you know, switching up different coverages, making sure we, we pressure guys, we give guys different looks. Uh, but still developing, trying to stay healthy. And that was a big reason why we moved the spring ball up. And so, you know, the earlier we get it done, if guys were to, you know, miss time for whatever reason, we could get them back for, for August kickoff date on that zero week in Vanderbilt. So, um, and then we come back after, after spring ball, we'll finish early and, um, we'll, we'll have a week off and they'll come back in March, somewhere in mid-March, and, uh, and finish off seven weeks of training before they take their May break, and then we'll be right into our two months of, uh, of, of training and getting ready for, for football in, in the summer. So uh, the, schedule's, the schedule's looking like it's uh, it's been pretty good to us, and uh, but the more importantly, this is a huge off-season for us, and so the hard work continues for our guys and, uh, and our staff and continue to grind. And so we'll be out here early, early next Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, um, just continue to grind and continue to work on our football skills. And uh, one quick follow. Um, last year to cap spring ball, your, your spring game, Island Day, was kind of like a real launching pad for you, right, and what you were trying to establish. Um, do, you, do you have something similar planned this spring? And um yeah, would the timing work out with, I know there's the construction of the Chin Complex is supposed to start like right after your spring ball, right? You know, I did not ask for one for this off season. Um, I think the focus is more on just developing and trying to win. And so, um, you know, I, I thought last year was a great time to, to bring the community together, to bring people inside the stadium and see what, what a potential, what the, what, what a, what a game situation, game atmosphere would look like. And I thought it was awesome. You know, I think we got, we got recruits signed from it, you know, from different sports. And it was a good, it was a good outreach. And a lot of the things that I did last year were for outreach and to make sure that the community knew that, that we're invested here and that, you know, we'll, we will represent this state. Um, and, and, and do everything possible to win. But 
you know, this offseason is, is so big for us and, and, and so crucial for our development development and winning. And that's the main focus is that we go out there and win games. And so, um, you know, probably might not have a spring spring ball, spring game. And uh, but at the end of the day, you know, if, if I could throw one, I would throw one. But my main focus is to try to win. And then and that's that's what I'm that's the message I'm taking to my staff and my guys. Kind of piggybacking off Kyle's question, you talk about double top tackle. Where do you, you and your staff kind of project seeing him? Do you guys see him more as like an edge rusher and you want to put him on offense? Um, I guess, do you have any plans for him right now? Or? Yeah, right now he looks like an edge rusher. Um, you know, if I get, if, if I see some good athletic ability, maybe, maybe we'll bring him on the offensive side of the ball with his hands and, and those type of things and feel. But, uh, but just kind of knowing the genetics of him, um, you know, I, going after the quarterback might be his his duty and so but but he's really twitchy he's a good sized kids i mean the frame on him his legs his body those type of things they fit really well um and so i'm i'm really i'm really excited about him and, and how he looks and so um we'll, we'll see how he develops though you know um, i know a lot of guys are excited about you going to the run and shoot but um some of the guys you signed them um, said they're really enthused about the type of defense you're going to run. Are you switching up the defense or doing something differently this year that got them all pre-pumped up? Um, you know, I think I think it's a, an attacking defense. You know, a, a defense that will go get after the quarterback, slant, slant, slant the fronts, move the fronts, angle the fronts, um, sending guys at sending guys after the quarterback in the back and in, 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 the, in the secondary and, and at the linebacker position. But but we're going to be more downhill. And we'll, we'll 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 ask we'll ask those guys to cover guys and and have to play cover three and man, um, but we'll mix in our quarters coverage is what we did, um, but but these guys are you know the the type of guys that we brought in to help the defense right now, um, I'm pretty excited about man. I mean we get guys that are coming back home, you know island guys that are coming back home that that that, that want to play here and are focused and they're excited and eager to play. And then we got some good cover guys from all over the country. I mean, guys that we played against, um, guys that have been, you know, won national championships. And, you know, there's, there's some, there's some good talented guys and there's some young guys inside here that we're going to be able to develop. So really excited about the group of guys. I mean, it's, it's a wide range, you know, and there's, there's squad your D tackles and and guys that create create havoc from the inside, and then there's long edge rusher type body guys, and and then there's a you know you throw in a almost a sub ten track guy, and I mean there's just a, such a wide range of players that we've recruited, um, and I'm excited to put everything together. It's 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 going to look like a different team when you see these guys. Uh, quick one about spring. Um, last last spring and then uh, training camp. You made it a point uh, to the fans, to the people that, you know, come out to practice, watch these boys work. Is that the same mentality for these uh, upcoming spring practices? Or are there going to be some where it's going to be just just the uh, just the team? No, the, 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 the message is still there for fans to come out and watch practice. You know, it'll, it'll be at seven o'clock in the morning. I think I got a schedule for seven o'clock to nine o'clock uh, in the mornings, uh, Monday, Thursday, Monday. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, we'll take off Super Bowl Monday. I think that should be a national holiday, but that's not mine. Mine to make, but we'll take off. We'll take off on Monday and um, that Monday. But you know, it's, and I'm encouraging all fans to come on. Yeah, our doors are always open. 
Um, we love to see the, the fans out here. I know the guys get pumped up and juiced up when, when fans are out there. So, um, but but definitely it's it's a different off season. I mean, this is a work this is a workman's mentality off season. This is probably the biggest off season that I've ever been a part of. And, and usually year one to year two, it, 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 there's there needs to be a big jump. And so that's the message to the guys. And, and, and I'm keeping those guys focused on that. I'm keeping the staff focused on that. And we got to make our, our bet. We got to make our greatest jump right now. And the only way I know how to do that is hard work. It's buy-in. It's continuing to work to get better, staying disciplined, detailed, uh, motivated. Uh, and, and if they're not motivated after three and ten, then I got the wrong guys in this room and on my staff. And so, um, you know, these guys got to be hungry and, and, and they're working like it. And so the first four weeks, I'm, I'm very, very happy and pleased about where we're at. And again, that was University of Hawaii football head coach Timmy Chang just recapping their newest additions to the 2023 signing class. And we got to take a quick break. But when we come back, we will kind of recap who they signed and just the breakdown of, of our newest Rainbow Warriors next on Wake Up in the Den. You got to smile so bright. Wake Up in the Den with Kule Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back to Wake Up in the Den, Kule Agbayani here on this Thursday, February 2nd. Ooh, still can't believe it's February already. Um, if you missed it earlier, uh, in our first segment, we heard from University of Hawaii football head coach Timmy Chang recapping their newest additions to the 2023 signing class. And actually, and and, and if you missed part of that interview, also um, just some of the takeaways for fans is that there will be, as of now, there will be no um, spring game, like no big hurrah like we had last year. You know, we had Island Day, which was like awesome. And the concert and everything, everyone could come out and there was food trucks. But this season, they are really, really extremely focused. And and Timmy said it, it's all about winning. Like they are, last season they came in later, didn't have like the full time to recruit. This time they had the enough time to go out, get recruits, talk to kids. And so... This springtime is all about just straight to business. So, but the practices still remain open to the public. So, if you guys do want to, you know, see the Rainbow Warriors, you can, you're invited to go out to practice. It starts next week, Monday. And as of now, the schedule is 7 to 9 a.m. So, if you guys can make it down in the morning, we do advise that you do not take any video. Um, I'm not sure how strict they will be, but if it's like last season, it's no video. So, just go and watch. You know, obviously, we don't want to give any game plans to the other teams so please people if you guys go out please no video respect that rule um but yeah the practices are so open in the public so no island day no spring game uh, as the number one motivation as it should be so i really don't i i love that that's their mentality that's the mentality of coach chang and the rest of the coaching staff and of course the players is that it's about training hard it's about getting prepared and winning and we will have the hurrah during the season uh you know if and when our team is winning so just to recap uh he timmy chang announced the several more additions to the 2023 football signing class bringing the total remember we had a bunch that signed during the early signing period so the total uh is brought to 30 which includes the 26 from december's early signing period among the four new signees uh it includes three prep standouts and one juco transfer so 
three players on the defensive side of the ball and one is listed as an athlete. So just a quick, you know, I guess what, what the class is made up of uh, among this class. There's 20 signees are on the defensive side of the ball, which was very, very important to this particular this coaching staff for this year I did attend the national letter of intent dinner last night where each coach uh, or majority of the coaches kind of talked about the different athletes that they were responsible or that they recruited and it was very heavy on the defensive side but also that was Coach Chang's message to his staff is like, we need to sure up the defensive side of the ball, defensive line, you know, corners, safeties. And that was a lot of their focus. So as you can see, 20 signees on the defensive side of the ball, 12 states are represented, including eight from the hometown state of Hawaii, three international signees, one each from American Samoa, England and Australia. Uh, If you guys remember, there is that one sprinter, (laughs) sprints really fast. Actually, uh, Coach Jared Ursua talked about him last night and one of the knocks or the the question marks for, okay, he can run really, really, really fast, but can he catch the ball? So according to Coach Ursua, yes, he can in fact catch the ball. So that will be something um, interesting to see whenever he, he comes out and yeah, starts starts to get into the action. And and even if he's not some standout receiver, you know, like, like Mr. Greg Salas, hands as sticky as a gecko, all that commercials, but um, even if he's not someone like that, but he can at least be somewhat of a, th- a deep threat or just a threat in general that will help us spread out the offense. So I'm really excited to see what they do with him. Uh, 12 signees play in the trenches, another emphasis on recruiting. So eight on the defensive line and four on the offensive line, five offensive skill positions, nine DBs and three linebackers round up the class of 2023. So good all around, but I love also that going back to the 12 signees that play in the trenches. Good to see. I mean, I feel like I'm a broken record because I've said it how many times about shoring up the line, making sure, especially we have the size. I think that was another common term that was used last night as they were talking about their signees at the, the NLI dinner is that they were looking for height and length. And that's something that we were lacking last season. Granted, yes, we know we had a bunch of people that transferred, you know, chose not to come back and go to other schools, which, of course, we wish them all the best and wish them well. And, you know, it was just a really down year, 50 plus kids. It's like the first time with the program. So at least this time, that was the main focus with the new signees in the trenches. As we said yesterday, the games are won in the trenches. And that was another big focus. So and we have a lot of height and length on on there. Some of the newer ones, we talked about this yesterday, Georgia native, Del- DeLeon Freeman. Uh, he is one of the ones that signed yesterday. He's 5'11", 172. 170 pounds and was tied or timed at a four and a half seconds, four and a half seconds in the 40 yard dash and projects to play corner at UH, becoming the third at the position in the class of 2023. Another one, safety DeMarco Moore of Riverside City College, finished his junior college career as a first team California Community College Athletic Association All-American. And in two seasons at Riverside, the Moreno Valley, California native totaled 12 interceptions and 94 tackles. 94 tackles, which included a three-pick game against Long Beach City College this past season. Another one that we've talked about and his name for those 
you know, longtime NFL fans, three-star prospect Domata Peckel Jr., whose dad did have a long career in the NFL, uh, also played on two sides of the ball, though, at Calabasas High School in California. And during his senior season, he recorded nine sacks and 15 tackles for loss and was a first-team all-league selection. And of, as I mentioned, he's the son of Domata Pecco, who is the 15-year NFL defensive lineman. And the eighth signee in the class from the state of Hawaii is Mililani High School's Ezekiel Rodriguez, who was a second-team All-State performer in his only season with the Trojans. He's 6'1", 190 pounds, and a safety, and had 12 tackles and an interception in the state semifinal game against Punahou. So that... Um, rounds out the newest signees that came in yesterday again before we already had a bunch that committed to Hawaii 26 of them in December so a lot to look forward to I'm just excited about what this program is going to be looking in this season as coach Chang said I mean if if this team and this coaching staff isn't motivated by just having those three wins then he's got the wrong guy so it, it was it was a really good vibes at the dinner last night and I cannot stress to all of the football fans or Hawaii football fans out there of how important this season is. Again, I go back to the fact that there's no spring game, no island day because the focus of these spring practices is going to be just focused on getting better and ultimately going heading to the ultimate goal in the fall and winning games. I know associate head coach uh, Thomas Sheffield always says, the winds are coming. The winds are coming. We're going to win. And they're speaking it into existence. And yeah, you guys, I'm excited. You guys should all be excited. All right. When we come back, uh, that wraps up our UH football talk for now, of course, as this is always going to be top of mind as practices will start next week. But uh, we're going. when we come back, we are going to talk and recap the exciting OIA boys basketball championship games last night in Division One and Division Two. That was out at Radford High School, both overtime games, and we will hear from the winning coaches following their yeah their championships and clinching those trophies. When we come back on Wake Up in the Den. You're listening to Wake Up in the Den with Kuule Agbayani on the all-new Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back to all of you, the beautiful list of all the beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Den, Kuule Agbayani, February 2nd, Thursday morning. Hope everyone is having a good day. Mahalo for tuning in this morning, every weekday morning at 8 to Wake Up in the Den or any of our programming on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, AM 760 and 95.1 FM or com, And that is why, or actually, yeah, or on demand too at hawaiisportsradio.com because I know it's, uh, there's a bunch of you that listen to the podcast or wherever you get more, most podcasts. And also we have replays or OIA replays of our games, the high school games that we do online as well. So yeah, mahalo to everyone that tunes in. And that is why you are the beautifulest of all the beautiful people. And we appreciate you so much. Um, yeah, just for, because we're, you know, the new kids in town. I always have to remember that we've only really been around not that long, you know, as opposed to other stations around. And we keep continuing to do really, really cool and big things. Uh, one of the best things that we've done is establish this partnership with the OIA 
giving love to our public school kids as I myself, of course, are from public school. And yeah, it's been really exciting so far as we just started this sports season, bringing you football, girls volleyball, uh, girls basketball we just had, and of course, boys basketball. And we'll continue to bring you more coverage. We have boys volleyball coming up. We have softball, baseball, and just a whole bunch of stuff. So be sure you guys tune into the show. Listen, you know, we'll have promos talking about our what's coming up and then you can always check online at hawaiisportsradio.com either click on the OIA sports tab or you can t- click on the programming guide to see our the rest of our play-by-play and just our daily um, schedule with our national shows via Sports Map and the Vegas Sports Information Network, aka VSIN, uh, which you hear before this show and then during the midday and afternoon as well. So just a bunch of stuff that I'm so happy to have and be a part of. But yes, going back to boys basketball, it was great. Crazy games yesterday. Like, I can't even. Like, unfortunately, I did have to go to the. I mean, unfortunately, but fortunately, it was still a good time. I went to the, as I mentioned earlier, I went to the National Letter of Intent dinner for UH football. But back home, fortunately, I could listen to it like in my car on the drive because, um, yeah, it was an exciting game. Both games, the title games for Division One and Division Two in the OIA going to overtime in Division Two. We'll start off with first, uh, Farrington beating Kalani, as I mentioned, in overtime, 68-55 for the governor's third OIA Division Two title and the second under their head coach, Steven Leopoldo. And they actually rallied from a 16-point halftime deficit as well. So shout out to the governors as, you know, the governors also hold a special place in my heart too because, hey, grandma, it's my grandma Liz's alma mater. Uh, so yeah, it, 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 it was incredible, incredible game. And our guys, Kyle Galder and Paul Brex were out there. But Paul had a chance to catch up with head coach Steven Leopoldo after the game. And this is what they had to say. Coach, first half, things not really going your guys' way. Shots not falling, turning the ball over a bit. What's the message going into halftime at the break uh, to your guys to keep them in this one down 16? Well, I told them to settle down. Be patient on offense. Move the offense on both ways. You cannot just play half court. So they, 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 they buttoned down and I told them, get the ball inside. When we start getting the ball inside, we establish the game. Ball comes out, we get open shots. But we got to move the ball. And uh, you said it. You guys had to move the ball, and that's exactly what you did in that second half against the Kalani zone. Really opened up a lot of driving lanes, open three-point looks, and opened things up down low for Mose Smith, who uh, really dominated things in the second half, ended the day with 15 points and 15 rebounds. Not too bad for a big fella, huh? Yeah. Uh, Can you talk to me about what he means for you guys down low and uh, what ball movement does for your guys' unit? He's he's a big plus to our, our, our program, you know. I wish I could have him one more year, you know. But fortunately, he he does all, all the rebounding. Everybody depends on him. I, you know, I try to tell these guys, everybody got a rebound, not only him. So you know, everybody started getting rebounds. Everybody started crashing the boards, and unfortunately, this is what happens. You know, I'll come. They got the W today. Yeah, obviously, uh, a huge turnaround in that second half and overtime. There, uh, a lot of different guys. Uh, who contributed to that one yeah. shows off the the depth of your unit as you head into the state playoffs there what does that depth uh, do for you guys uh, what what is that um 
mean for your chances as you move on this season? Well, it's big because we brought up one from the JV, number 23, Chancey Smith, and he's, he's one of the shooters on the, on the JV team. So now we, we get more open spots to shoot the ball and, and, and work the ball inside first. So everything's going to come, come, come together for the next three games we play. You know. <laughs> awesome, Coach. Hey, thank you so much, you guys. Awesome night. Incredible. Congratulations. And again, that was Farrington head coach Stephen Leopoldo following their Division Two championship win in overtime, 68-55 over the Kalani Falcons. So congratulations goes out to Farrington High School and the governors enjoy that title as they get prepared for the state championships coming up next week. And in the Division One side, another <laughs> overtime battle. Luckily, I got home from the dinner like right as overtime was starting in this game. So it, it just got crazy. And if you guys were out there, I mean, it was a capacity. It was a capacity crowd at Radford uh, Campbell coming out on top 50-45 over Emililani the, for the top of the West as it was the Battle of the West. The Sabres actually avenged their lone loss of the season in OIA league play. So they lost to the Trojans in the regular season 58-52, but they avenged that loss, becoming the Division One OIA championships. Champions again, fifty to forty-five over Mililani. Miza Carrera had a game high twenty-one points, and I tell you, this kid, Miza Carrera, he like when I watched him in the semifinals. I mean, he just has like that, as as the the young kids say, he just has that dog in him, and and will play um, the post-game interview with head coach Wyatt Tao coming up in or just in a couple of seconds but even Tao just says like I mean this kid just has that instinct and he wants the ball and he talks about his team and just says a, a lot of good things so this is Campbell's first OIA championship in for boys basketball in program history so shout out to the Sabres uh, congratulations enjoy the win same thing they're gonna go in enjoy this for you know of obviously last night you know a couple of days to just really um, take it all in and be excited about winning their first championship and then it's off to preparing for the states next season but this team is one to mess with I, I like they are really really good and I'm very excited and as last week we called those games as well the girls won the OIA championship so they have like the double dose and actually during the broadcast Kyle Galdera made note of it and it was just such an easy like it was awesome, and it gave me chicken skin listening to the broadcast when Kyle mentioned that, hey, it's, you know, Jim Leahy, the late Jim Leahy that we lost earlier this week. Um, he taught at Campbell High School, so just the irony and everything coming where the girls and the boys win for Campbell, and it was just yeah, it's just chicken skin moment when Kyle mentioned that on the broadcast uh, last night. But this is what their head coach, Wyatt Tao, had to say following their huge win to claim the Division One championship. Uh, what does it mean to bring home the first basketball boys championship in uh, Campbell School history? I think not just for me, but I think for our whole community, our school itself. Yeah, We've been in existence for over 50 years. This is our third time you ever went to the OIA championship. Finally, like they say, third time is a charm, and this is our third time, and, uh, and I wouldn't have done this with a lot of help from our administrator, from our principal, from our ADs, from our teachers, from just a lot of people that put in so much work with our kids. 
Because when I got to go do track practice, then some of the other guys got to go and run practice a little while before I get there. But, you know, it's just, and our weightlifting in the morning was big plus for us two times a week. Whether we just some foul, foul play on game next morning, we'd go to work. These guys still showed up. Nobody was absent. I mean, that, that's how bad I think these guys wanted them. And they knew how special this team was. And I'm just glad to be a part of this um, good bunch of kids. Because if you guys were still come to our practice, I think half the time you guys will be laughing. Because our kids are just so happy-go-lucky. But when I got to put my foot down, and then went, that's when they, they know, went to snap. But just a great bunch of kids, man. I mean, in the second half, we went, I mean, halftime, we went inside. I just went back to the basic stuff that we've been working on well, yesterday. We worked on all of this, the stuff that they... Everything they did, we worked on it. And in the first half, we, I guess we got jitters. I don't know. Went back halftime, adjust everything again, refocus on what we what we did yesterday. And these guys came play, and I, I think I don't know if we were down ten or twelve points. And to come back with much poise as they did, it, it just man, it's unbelievable. These kids are special. What about um, your senior guys? Uh, Twenty-one points, and then defensively, like you pop in the second half. Okay, so I actually wanted to go back to our zone. But he was the one who told me, no, coach, I got in. Because like, them two is good friends, right? Like our senior night, after we lost to Milani, Kipapa came to our senior night, Ole, Maiza, they just hang out, they cruise together. And then he just said, 25 coach, I'm going to pick him up. Nobody else. No need no, like, I'm like, what? No, if they get a good screen on you, we're switching. And some of them was got good screen, so they did switch off. But most part... He was trying not to get screened because he wanted to watch. He said, after dropping 29 the first time, coach, he said, my fault. I should have known better. I know how he played. I know what type of player he is. I should have been more involved. Tonight he did. I mean, I had to sit him down a little while because I was telling him, I think your emotion is taking over you right now. So sit down a little while. My coaches are saying, coach, you get my on the bench. I go, I know. I just wanted to make sure he come down, take deep breaths when he come off the bench because we always tell a kid. Come off the bench, take deep breath, and then go right back inside. Yeah, so, but he did a hell of a job today. I mean, and what can I say? Keep up with just Unbelievable. I mean, like 29 to 12, we let we have to switch the role, but play better at the end. You know, just come in. You know what's the greatest thing about this team? Nobody is on trouble, Mecca. They all average three point something in grades. I had nobody on ARS. They did, they go work, they be committed to me. And that's the only thing you can do for these kids is make sure your school is taken care of. When they take care of that, they come to practice, they work hard, but most of the time they joke around to them. But, I mean, that's what student athletes is all about. And I think at Campbell, we have a lot of those. And we just have a good academic program at our school. And the kids just, it's unbelievable. unbelievable. I love that. And once again, congratulations. That was the Campbell Sabres boys basketball head coach, Wyatt Tell, uh, answering some questions from our media folks and friends following their huge overtime win over Mililani, 50 to 45, to claim their first ever OIA championship in boys basketball. So shout out and congratulations to the Sabres. Obviously, the work's not done yet as they have to go in and prepare for states coming up next week. But as he mentioned, you know, like, and I talked about this 
before going into the interview, Maiza Carrera just wanted to guard Jaden Kipapa, who is one of the prolific scorers for Mililani. But then they're also friends, you know, outside of the court and outside of school. And um, it's always fun to to guard your friends when it comes to especially basketball, because it's different from like playing soccer or football. But um I like it's just I, I'm so happy and just to hear coach talk about how his team you know they joke around and and or how coach Wyatt has to go and coach track and like some of the assistant coaches have to do other things and then mention how um, the kids have like they all average over like a 3.0 grade point average so a huge congratulations to the Campbell Sabres and for winning their first championship in boys basketball. But yeah, it's going to be an exciting time. Um, when we come back, we will get you caught up with kind of the other scores as the girls basketball state championships are going on right now. So a lot of the action happening last night in the quarterfinals. So we'll get those scores for you and let you know who's in the semifinals of the Heidi and Cook girls basketball state championships. And that the those games happening at McKinley tonight and then the championship games will be at the Stan Sheriff Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center on Friday. And don't forget, we also have girls soccer going on right now in Division One. The quarterfinals are happening today and the quarterfinals are happening today in Division Two and then also in Division One. And we will have like we mentioned, the championship games uh, right here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network for the Motivate Foundation Girls Soccer State Championships brought to you by HSRN uh, and we'll be out there at the YPO Peninsula Soccer Stadium but so we'll catch you up with all of that stuff and a little bit more when we come back on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM AM 760 and Hawaii Back to more Wake Up in the Den with Kukule Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and AM 760 Wake Up in the Den, Kule Agbayani, uh, taking you through the rest of this show on Thursday, February 2nd. I love this song. Drop, baby, drop. <laughs> Oldie but goodie. Um, but hope everyone's having a good day. Mahalo for tuning in this morning and to any of our programming throughout the day and especially some of our high school sports that we are bringing to you. And it was by popular demand and also by demand. If you we were talking about the OIA boys basketball championship games that happened last night. So if you missed it and you want to kind of relive or you want to relive the moments or maybe watch it on TV and hey, you're curious on what our basketball broadcast sounds like or, you know, any of the kids or coaches um, that, you know, have played again, a very exciting call by Kyle Calder, especially at the ending when it came to Campbell with their girls and boys winning basketball. But also that is where the late Jim Leahy had taught um, at Campbell High School before going into sports broadcasting full time and he loved um, teaching. So it's just a full circle moment. But if you want to listen to it, then you can check it out later today on demand at HawaiiSportsRadio.com. Once again, just click on the OIA Sports tab and you can find though you'll be able to find those games and a bunch of other games that we have done or wherever you get your most podcasts. So we're on Spotify, uh, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeart. So, yeah, you guys can listen to some of our broadcasts, including this show. <laughs> as well if you missed anything um, but also wanted to kind of get you guys caught up as we're talking about high school with the boys states going or for boys states for basketball happening next week but happening right now we have girls basketball 
with the quarterfinal round for Division One happening last night. So some of the scores for you, Iolani beats the number one seed. Iolani beats Maui 50-35 to move on to the semis and they will play the number four seed Campbell, the OIA a Division One champ who Campbell had beaten Waiakea 64-53. So that game will be later today at 5.30 at McKinley. And then also going on, we have in the other semifinal, we have number two seed, Konawina, who beat Moana Lua 47-34. And the last but not least quarterfinal, number three seed, Lahaina Luna beat, or sorry, Lahaina, number three seed, Lahaina Luna fell to Kamehameha Kapalama 64-38. So it will be number two seed, Konawina, and unseeded KS Kapalama in the second semifinal game tonight at 7.30. So both games are at McKinley. So Iolani versus Campbell, followed by Konawina and Kamehameha Schools Kapalama. And the championship game will be at the Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center uh, tomorrow. So if you guys want to head down and check out the girls basketball action. Also going on tonight, though, it's still the quarterfinal round in Division Two. So in the Division Two round for we have number one seed HBA taking on HPA uh, also number four seed Kapa'a taking on Pearl City and number two seed Kamehameha Schools Hawaii taking on Sacred Hearts and the last quarterfinal for Division 2 will be number three seed Lanai and they will be playing Hanalani. So the semifinals will happen tomorrow for Division 2 and then their championship games will actually be on Saturday. So a lot to look forward to. I believe the boys basketball bracket will be released later. It should be released later today. And I think some of the games on Spectrum, they said you can look out uh, if you watch the games on Spectrum, they'll have the grand release of the boys basketball uh, bracket, but also happening in girls soccer. So the quarterfinals, though, is hap- are still waiting to happen tonight with the semifinals happening tomorrow in Division One. The semifinals will be at Pearl City. So the quarterfinal round for tonight is Kamehameha Schools Kapalama and Campbell. And then you have KS Kamehameha Schools Maui and Moana Lua. So winners of those games will move on to the semifinals. And then in the other set of quarterfinals, you have number two seed Mililani and Kinke Kaulike and number three seed Waiakea and Punaho. So the winner of those will again play at Pearl City at five o'clock PM, followed by the other semifinal in division two. Those quarterfinals also happening later today for once again we're talking about HHSAA girls soccer and number one seed in division two Kamehameha schools Hawaii will take on pack five that game will be at 1 p.m. these are these are games all that YPL at the different fields um, at pack five by the way who big win over Farrington 12-0 uh, in the other quarterfinal you have number four seed Kailua and Kauai and number two seed Kapa'a versus Nanakuli and the last but not least of course quarterfinal is number three mid pacific versus hawaii prep and the teams that move on those semifinal games will be at farrington high school so right up the road from us games are at five and seven and i think we'll be out there but we won't be doing the broadcast tomorrow but 
we were likely going to be out at Farrington High School, uh, hoping to sell you guys, um, helping out the HHSAA and getting, you know, the souvenir shirts into the hands of all the soccer fans. So it's the, once again, because it's the Motivate Foundation, HHSAA Girls Soccer State Championships, but also brought to you by us here at the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. So if you guys are out at Farrington tomorrow and you see our big blue tent, be sure you come and say hi. And yeah, let us know if you listen to the show and we'd love to kind of meet all of you guys. And I, I get I get like so like excited when I meet new people. As you guys know, when we, Alan and I like to have fun with it, we talk about every every new person we meet, we add to our million and six and a half <laughs> listeners um, that listen to this show and or anything else on Hawaii Sports Radio Network. So yeah, come out and say hi to us. So we'll keep you updated with everything that's going on um, with the high school sports action. And of course, spring practice, as we talked about earlier today, spring practice for University of Hawaii football uh, is starting next week. So we'll likely be out there. Also going on right now, though, locally, I don't want to forget because I always say that I'm going to talk about it. And so I did not forget about it happening right now. We have the Billabong Pro Pipeline uh, happening over at the North Shore. You can watch it on YouTube on the World Surf League's channel or, you know, go to worldsurfleague.com to check out who has made it so far. And they actually like revamped their website with these brackets right now. So we're pressed for time. So I will definitely get you guys updated um, or you can check it out again, worldsurfleague.com. If you are at home right now, though, going on live is Carissa Moore and Betty Lou Sakura Johnson in heat number two, the opening round for the women. So if you go on YouTube, you can watch our ladies compete and hopefully move on to the next round. Well, it's been a packed and fun show for Kule Ukbayani. Mahalo for listening. Bye. Home of the Dallas Cowboys, KGUAM, K236CR, Honolulu, is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760.